0: Hi guys, this is Sarah and this is Katrina Joe, and, and we're the, the Feds. FedWork Fed is the modern day background check, and we encourage people to feed empowerment daily. And, and you're, you're now, now listening, listening to, to FedWork. FedWork. Hey guys, welcome to FedWork. This is Katrina Joe and Sarah, and it's FedWork Friday, guys. Yes, uh, it is. Hello, welcome to another weekend, another Friday, another episode. Another day of hearing Sarah and I's beautiful voices. We know
1: you look forward (laughs) to it every
0: week. Yes, yes, you do. How are you doing, Sarah?
1: Well, I mean, now that you're not blocked anymore, I'm good. How are you?
0: Sarah wanted to block me today because she can't stand that I, or my phone, actually, automatically auto corrects my LOL into all caps. So it is as if I am laughing hysterically every time, but it just is me writing LOL and I don't
1: mind it. So nor under normal situations. I get it. I don't mind it either. But, like, we were having a serious conversation, but, like, a few moments, like, you know, there's, like, an awkward thing where, like, you don't want to come off a certain way, so you put LOL or whatever. So, like, in the middle of it, it's, like, LOL, like, in all caps. And I'm, like, (laughs) this girl needs to calm down. Like, I don't know why it's that funny. Like, I'm not that happy about this conversation right now or whatever. And this LOL is just blasting my face right now. Like, LOL
0: yes i'm not mad it's energy you know no it's it's, it's the wrong energy it makes me feel like spongebob you're the only person you're the only person who can't deal with it everyone else loves it and actually writes it as well in caps
1: okay let's talk about the fact that i'm probably the only one that's being honest with you
0: and i don't think anyone really cares about it no actually a lot of people write lol in caps to me i have a lot of people that write lol in caps so we're just laughing hysterically back and forth to each other, even if we're not. Yeah, I mean,
1: I'm not for it. <laughs> Sorry about it, it. It takes
0: two. So then start writing
1: "ha to me. Like I don't need the LOLs. I'm like not. That. I'm not going out of my way yeah, to well, adjust wait till I get my text style. And I fix your phone. Let's just wait I for can't. that. Okay, I'm gonna make
0: sure it's double locked. Okay, good luck. Um,
1: yeah. No, but other than that, yeah, things are good. Thanks. How are you?
0: everything is good i mean it's beautiful in la the weather is like perfect this week and work's picking up a lot of exciting things on the horizon especially for fed work Mm -hmm. and i just am really excited about life right now It's, it's it's a good time yay that makes me happy yeah it's a good time um speaking of life The other day, I know we had a a conversation about this on the phone, but I did want to share this to our listeners just about when we go through life and we get older, we tend to, you know, put what I have been thinking of or what I call self-inflicted like deadlines and pressures, right? Uh, Yes. (laughs) And with being women in our 30s, I feel like that comes with the territory, Society. Probably more so when we were society, yes, and more so when we were like in our twenties, or at least for me, I'll speak for myself. I remember, yeah, don't speak up, for me. I don't know who you think yeah, you girl, are. I'll speak for my, I'll <laughs> speak for myself, girl. Um, I remember being in my twenties and saying that twenty eight, I was going to be in my prime, and I was going to have it all together. I was going to have my husband and my babies and my happy married life and like my full career and everything, and. I just didn't, <laughs> I just didn't just being blunt didn't happen. I just didn't. And I remember, you know, at 29 being like, Oh my gosh, I don't have a, I'm not married. I don't have a husband. I don't have blah, blah, And then I turned 30 and I remember my last year of my twenties, my girlfriends that were already in their thirties were like, you're 30. Your 30th birthday is going to be a year of shedding it's going to be where you really like feel like you're growing into yourself and like really becoming yourself as a woman and like things are going to be become so much more clear to you and all these things and I didn't really believe it because I was like okay everyone has their own path in life you never know what someone is going to go through but it really does happen and I did shed a lot in that year in my 30s I feel more confident and myself as a woman than I ever did in my 20s I feel like your 20s are just to kind of like fuck up and figure it out as you go. It's the fuck up years. Yes. And then 30 plus, it's like, okay, I know what I'm doing now. And now I can really, like, get to know myself better, know what I do and don't want or what I do and don't like. And, you know, start to really build, you know, right. from there. and you know, it could be something as big as that, that I set on myself for 28 of like marriage and kids and all these things, but it can also be day to day or week to week things, whether it's schedules, whether it's work commitments, whether it's even like, okay, I need to clean my house by this day or whatever it is. And I do believe that it's okay, or even great to have deadlines or goals that we want to achieve. But when we set these like expectations on ourselves, that can be more so like pressure and also maybe even spark anxiety sometimes
1: most of the time that's when I
0: right that's when I feel like I'm like why am I doing this like I could I could just get this done like a different day (laughs) a different day or just organize my time in a different way where it's like okay this week I'm gonna do this instead of like this day I need to do a b c d e f g instead of like spreading it out spreading it out on my week you know did you see what I did there I pulled what? a Kourtney Kardashian. <laughs> Have you no. you I don't G.
1: watch their show. I've only see, Neither do I. I only see the funnies. But she says, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I've got to go. And that's like how she leaves. It was just funny because you said it. Anyways.
0: I wish they could see my face because I'm not amused.
1: Listen, it's 10 o'clock at night. I'm a little delirious. It was funny in my head. <laughs> like, let's just be real. But anyways, yes. <laughs> the pressure and anxiety is it is self-inflicted though you know cuz none of the stuff that we're talking about especially for this conversation specifically are like work deadlines or like oh you have to get this done for for your job or something like that these are things that like you need to do for you or your home or your your life that you have put your own deadline on like you said you were you said 28 Girl growing up, I was saying 25. I need to have my kids at 25, <laughs> married at 25, kids at 27. Like I wanted 2 years with my husband, then I'd have my kids. By 31 I'd be done. We'd be I mean, it was to the point where it was like it wasn't written down, but like in my head, I knew where it was all going to happen.
0: And you know, 25 came and went real quick <laughs> with <laughs> And looking back now, can you imagine having a child at 25? I mean, yeah, I mean you no know, shade on anyone that's had kids in their 20s, but where I'm I, from, I can't.
1: that's very common. And mm-hmm. so, yes, I could totally see it. But my life and the trajectory in which I have lived my life would not have happened had I had kids at 25. I mm-hmm. chose and and made a life choice to focus on career and myself and be selfish in those years, because I knew, especially with my traveling and stuff, like I knew I needed those things to happen for me to reach the point I am now where I'm much more confident. I'm much more secure. I have life experience to build upon before I go into anything else, rather than just kind of taking a leap and hoping it works. So I'm happy that I made that choice. I'm, I'm happy that I, you know, didn't do those things, but, you know, the time and or not the time the clock is ticking where it's kind of like we don't have certain deadlines, but God gave us deadlines <laughs> like our body can only function in a certain way in a certain capacity for a certain amount of time. So it's, it, you know, there are d- certain deadlines where you're like, dang, I wish I would have taken that guy seriously, you know, when he was really into me a couple of years ago, because maybe now I'd have that family. But in reality, but everything happens that's for a what reason. No. Not, you, yeah. you know, but. Just pinpointing on the idea of anxiety and the pressures, you know, even though, you know, it wasn't the right thing, even though, you know, that man wasn't the right man or that, you know, that choice that I was going to make and chose not to wasn't the right thing for me at that time. I I believe that there still is an anxiety that comes with that, like you said, and, and it's navigating that and recognizing that you can do something different. Like you said, you can change it from being due on Monday to this week. I'm going to do that, you know, and that helps right. to eliminate that pressure because you're getting pressure from enough places in life. The last place you need it from is yourself.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And there's good, there's good type of pressure, yeah. right? Where, like you said, when you're, you know, being held accountable from, you know, a company or a partnership or maybe even a relationship, I, mean, I was even going to touch on that in relationships that, you know, it is good to have partnership, right, and to work mm-hmm. towards the common goal with, you know, your significant other. But there's also times where it can, again, the self-inflicted pressure and deadlines can also work against you in a relationship Absolutely. where, like, we may think he needs to be this right now. He needs to do this. He didn't do this today. We haven't done this yet, or whatever it is that we are just expecting in a relationship, and we may want that in a husband or a wife. Oh my god, this makes me think. I don't know if you've seen this the the video. It's a real on Instagram that went viral, and this woman is standing in the kitchen, and her husband or her boyfriend sorry her boyfriend comes home. Oh my gosh! And is like, hey, you didn't make me any food. And she turns around, and she's like did you make me your wife? Yep. I love that one. And he's like, wait, what? And and she's like, did you make me your wife? And he was like, no. She's like, well, I didn't make you any food. And not to say that like, you know, we don't cook for our men or our boyfriend. Or that they're actually
1: comparable. like, Right. (laughs) Right. Or that they're
0: comparable at all. They're at home. Yeah, exactly. But you know, again, it goes to show the level of expectation that we put on other people that we want them to be immediately right away. Or to expect that they're ready.
1: Like, I know that there's times where in my own head, like I'm five steps ahead of the dude because, Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's something I've had several conversations with other women about that. And that's something that we kind of do like that daydream of like, I could see him as X, Y, and Z. I could see him as, you know, I could see a family with him. I could see these things. And they're like, girl, you've hung out with him one time. You know, and there's, it's like, it's not that uncommon though. And like we all, you know, it's it's not like it happens every single time, but when you know that there's like a good man, yeah, like you might close your eyes and be like, damn, like life could be great with him. Here's a question. What have you always wanted to try? Gold Peak Real Brewed Tea is here to unleash your thirst for trying. So take this as your sign to say yes. Opt in. Go for it. Because trying is what life is all about. Try Gold Peak.
0: No, 100%. But it also goes back to the episode we did about, you know, the Disney movies. Mm -hmm. Like we growing up as, you know, the fairy tale and the princess fairy tale, that's what we've just watched growing up our entire lives. But also, I do believe that women mature faster than men. And so we tend to emotionally be ready uh, faster Mm -hmm. than men. We tend to think ahead of those things. And also, you know, the wedding You know, it is a a ceremony of, you know, union and partnership. So it is for the the husband and the wife, but it's the female that looks forward to that day their entire life. It's targeted. Yeah, it's not. It's very rare. And I'm sure there's men out there who do think about it, but it's very rare that a man is like, oh, my God, I can't wait until I wear my tux at my wedding. And no, like you could literally talk to probably every woman that's not married today and knows what color location bridesmaids dress decor all yeah the ring everything top to bottom because we have thought about it our whole lives from cinderella to you know from until the first probably wedding we went to and then now at our age you know everyone's getting married people are settling down and i mean i'm in i'm the maid of honor in two weddings this year yeah so i'm like you know understanding more, just know what it takes to go, you know, go, that goes into a wedding yeah. and all of these things. So to go back to what you're saying about thinking five steps ahead from the minute that you kind of hang out or, or just barely, you know, get to know someone it's because you can see that. And you've been thinking about that probably your whole life. Well,
1: and also I feel like as a woman, like I'm super, super selective with who I choose to spend my time with. So like if I've already hung out with you, you've already checked off certain boxes do you know what I mean? Like you're already versus, you know, Oh, this guy says he wants to see me. I'll go see him. And like, we'll grab dinner. Like that's unlikely at this point. Like I've done, like, I, I know enough about the person if
0: I'm going to even like entertain them. Yeah. They've already gotten to a certain threshold correct? of the type of man that you would want to spend time with mm-hmm. or energy, um, you know, On, with, yeah. For you to even hang out with them in person. Right. Exactly. Or to talk on the phone or just even exchange text messages. Like you're very right now, which is good, you know, selfish with your time and energy as you should be.
1: Yeah, And I mean, that's just part of it. I also think that when it comes down to kind of circling back to the pressure and the, the self imposed deadlines and things like that, like that all kind of goes to the other topic we were talking about in regards to healthy ways of saying no. And I feel Mm -hmm. like I don't know where the disconnect kind of started. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I used to... I like, I didn't want to disappoint people. So like I would do so much more than I needed to, or I would take on more than I should have or than I was expected to. And I, cause I didn't, I wasn't going to say no, I'd be like, you know, it's just easier for me to do it. I'll just take it. You know, I, and I just kept taking more responsibility on and in turn, when I was attempting to help other people, I was actually stifling myself. I think in, in time and in, with age or, or maturity or life experience, I've realized that, There's healthy ways of saying no and respectful ways of saying no that actually help to motivate yourself to be stronger. You know, like balancing my schedule. I would love to say yes to everybody that wanted to hang out with me, just like I'd like everyone that I want to hang out with to say yes to. But in reality, like things come up. And if I'm having a tired day, if I just don't feel like getting off the couch that day and like, I was supposed to have plans with someone, you know, and I'm like, you know what? It's just not going to work out for me. Like, I'm sorry. I can't do it tonight. That's okay. You know, and it didn't used to be. I never used to allow myself to like say no or to reschedule or, you know, anything like that. And I think that that's something else that kind of ties to that, that pressure where it's like, you don't have to always be on. Mm -hmm. Like it's a lot to juggle This is coming from someone, like I said, who we talked about, like neither of us have kids, neither of us have families right now. I'm only juggling my own schedule and I still get tired. Meanwhile, I look at my friends who have kids and husbands and whole lives outside of their own life, you know, and they're, they're able to figure out how to get together. And I'm like, one day that's going to be me. But right now I need my own time and I need to just say no to this. Yeah. And with, with work, it's challenging. But you have to figure Absolutely. it out. Absolutely,
0: mm-hmm. it's all about balance. I think for me, it took many, many years of literally burning myself out. I was probably getting sick with the cold, like a cold or something, like every week or two, just from overworking myself and not taking vitamins. the time out. Oh no, I, I take my vitamins. <laughs> Not taking the time out to like really rest and recover. I was working till like 5 in the morning, waking up at 7, 8 a.m. to work on East Coast time. I was doing back-to-back events. I was going out to do like evening night, nightlife stuff. I was not saying no to friends or romantic interest. I was, you know, judging dance competitions. I was going to go see my, I was going home to see my family. Like Obviously, life was completely different prior to COVID. Right. But it literally took me burning out, Mm -hmm. like burning out. I was going to Reiki. I was in therapy. I had my eczema breakout. I was in urgent care. I was like, you know, I had a cold. I had all these things. And I remember my Reiki healer was like, you need to slow down. Like you need to just put your feet in the earth and just calm it down you need time for you. You need to eat good quality, warm food. Slow down. Sit. Meditate. Read. Like all of these things. And from that point, and it's unfortunate that I had to get to such a burnt out stage that I was able to say no more often, and also just kind of prioritize myself self care. Yeah. More so with my career to help that balance out, but also just saying sometimes. Before and pre COVID, I'd be like, okay, I'm only gonna allocate two days a week for like friend time. Mm-hmm. Whether that was a lunch, whether that was a dinner, whether that was a coffee, I got two days a week. Maybe this week I have a lot of stuff, so maybe it's one day a week or I'm gonna hang out with my girlfriends or something. Where I was able to like manage my time better and like break up my week a little better, and just being able to be comfortable with saying no. And it doesn't have to be just like plain blunt. No, and be a bitch about it. It can literally just like, Hey, I'm really burnt out right now. Or, Hey, that sounds like a great time, but unfortunately I can't make it. Is there another day that we can do together? It can be, you know, you can say things a certain way to where the person doesn't feel offended or that, you know, you don't want to hang out with them or that you don't want to be involved in this project or whatnot. So like you said, just, being comfortable and finding healthy ways to say no, but also knowing when to say no and that you have to for yourself. And I also think with what we kind of touched on earlier about, you know, the self-inflicted fear and anxiety, I think that also kind of ties in with saying no, right? Because we don't know what's going to happen when we say no, right?
1: You don't know. We don't outcome. know
0: if the person's going to be mad if, you know, the fear of miss, if FOMO is going to, chime in and you're going to miss out on something amazing or, you know, the person may get offended or mad or whatever it is. You're kind of just like, okay, well I'm going to say no and I hope it goes well. But hopefully that if you find ways that are healthy and you know, you guys have open communication, you and that other party can move forward from that scenario. But also with the fear of not knowing what's going to happen and like the self-inflicted anxiety and fear I was telling you this earlier this week, was just like, I have really become very content with either side of the spectrum of where I would end up relationally.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this has been something very new, probably um, in January is when this came to me. Because, you know, as growing up, like you said, you had your timeline at 25. Yep. Right? No. So <laughs> you had yours at 25, I had mine at 28. And sure, God willing, I would still love to get married and have babies and a beautiful family and home and have my husband and build an amazing empire, 1000%. But I've also been very happy and content with the idea of being like fucking Oprah. Mm-hmm. Not fucking Oprah, but <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> being like Oprah, yeah. the fucking queen of all, you know what I mean? And having my life partner... Being this amazing queen that she is, having her own empire, traveling, gardening, making her own schedule, doing her own shows, her own books, whatever it is. The interviews she wants. The interviews that she wants, the trips that she wants, just everything, like just the fucking life. I just have this image of Oprah holding her basket of oh, all her the fruit. food and vegetables yeah. she picked from her garden in her backyard and I'm just like I want like that is the life mm-hmm. like it's just so amazing and I am completely more than fine more than fine content with having that life of just Oprah and her life partner she's never been married she doesn't have any kids and she still has a very full life right and I'm okay either way I could either have my husband and family or i could have my life partner and still have a lot of love around me and in my life and just never be married and and still be fine. I'm okay with both. Yeah, i feel the
1: same. I I mean, i definitely, you know, I, my desire is to have a life partner and and be married and have kids together and you know what i mean? Like i would love to have that man who's going to be with me for every up and down and that's there forever. Like i would love that. But do i necessarily need the ceremony and the white dress? I don't know. I think, I still think I would like that, but I don't think it's like a life requirement anymore. You know, I would love that. But if that doesn't happen, then, you know, like you said, there's, there's other ways to find happiness together, but the deadline of like when it needs to happen and all that kind of stuff, I feel like just kind of eliminating that pressure. Also, I'm going to be completely honest. If I were to have a baby and not be married, that used, I used to feel a way about that. And I just honestly don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to one of my homegirls a couple of weeks ago and she said the same thing. And she was very adamant. She's religious of like, no kids till after marriage. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm okay with having kids and not getting married now just because of the age she's at. And, you know, just how as women our eggs, you know, only are pretty much quote unquote healthy until a certain age. And so when you get closer to that age, you kind of start looking into other options.
1: Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's, um, I feel like there's a there's a certain level of disservice that you do when you try to plan because you're going to be disappointed if that does not happen within your deadline that you've given yourself. So like we just talked about, we both had these deadlines of like when we thought we'd get married and I thought, you know, when I was going to have kids and when X, Y, and Z would happen. And like the letdown of that time coming and going and it not happening, it makes you feel like at times... And, you know, I guess this kind of ties into anxiety, but it makes you feel at times like you failed. You haven't failed. Do you know what I mean? Like those timelines are things that you gave yourself.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Life
1: happens and beautiful things happened that replaced that at that moment for you. No one can see into the future. You know, you even though it might be written, you're not the one who wrote it. So it's kind of like you just have to take, you know, everything with a, like a minute by minute approach, a day by day approach and not to, you know, not too focused on what lies ahead to some degree. I do think it's smart to still have like, oh, you know, I'd like to have this by this time. You know, I think there's some deadlines maybe like in pencil instead of pen are not a bad thing. Right. Because, you know, you need the direction and or I, I shouldn't speak for everyone. I need direction and like looking over somewhat of a timeline or a to-do list of like things I want to do. And, and simultaneously I'm still selfish with my time. I still want to be able to travel how I want to and all of those things. And yes, I feel like when I'm in a relationship and you know, we're doing those things together, maybe it'll just feel a little bit more normal where it's kind of like, Oh, this could happen with a kid too. Like I could do this with a kid too. It's just, I don't know. I feel like those, like you said, the timelines and the, the inability to say no, um, that's to me. It's kind of like a young, a young thing. And mm-hmm. as you grow up and you have life experience, you start to realize, no, I'm I'm in charge of this. Like I can figure this out on my own. I can say no. I can do what I want. And it's just a little bit more freeing.
0: Yeah, and I mean, don't get us wrong. I, I mean, both of us, we have our to do list. Mm-hmm. We have our check off. You know that we like to do whether it's daily or weekly. I love me a calendar invite, and I love to plan ahead. But I think more so we're touching on like bigger life events. Yeah. And just, you know, timelines that we put on ourselves that it is okay if you are in, you know, your thirties and not married and don't have kids. It's okay if you don't have your dream home at thirty or at twenty five. It's okay, you know, if you are starting over in your career at forty. Like those type of things are okay. And I feel like, you know, like you said, in the beginning about society and the pressure that the media puts on us or movies that we watch or whatnot. But also we have to be careful of what we're telling ourselves and what we are thinking just about ourselves and just the pressure and the timelines that we're putting on ourselves or maybe even our partners Mm -hmm. or friends, family members. So,
1: yeah. So be careful with those, you guys. (laughs) Yeah. Don't be careful. Be easy on yourself. Don't tattoo them. Like, maybe just write them down on a piece of paper with a pencil.
0: In pencil. Mm-hmm.
1: Make sure you have an eraser and, handy.
0: Yeah. Take off some of the pressure and let life flow. Day by day.
1: What was 100%. that What was that TV show that was the theme song? Step by Step. Remember that show? Yes.
0: That theme absolutely. song. Absolutely. I loved that show. Yes, me too. That theme song applies. Yes, well for this weekend and the week ahead. Let's all try to let things flow a little more. Less pressure, write things in pencil and less expectation
1: and let it go. Yes. Just like yes. yes. I was going to start singing it, but I'm <laughs> going to I'm going to spare all of y'all the pain <laughs> that would come with that.
0: <laughs> I love it. Uh. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. We hope you guys have an amazing weekend and we will talk to you guys next week.
1: Sounds good. Bye guys. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of FedWork. We hope that you enjoyed it. Please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on all platforms. For any inquiries or sponsorship requests, please visit wearefedwork.com.